0: Welcome to Lads on Grand Tour.
1: I'm Dr. Melissa Gustin. And I'm Dr. Nicole Cochran. We're not lads, we're not on tour, and this definitely isn't on our CVs. This is the podcast that's half travel, half research, half memes, all fun, and no goddamn maths. Why did we start a podcast? Does the the world really need another podcast? Well, we started a
0: podcast because we think we're hilarious, Uh, we're codependent and we never say no to each other, and we've got one brain cell between us, so we've decided to waste it on
1: this. Join us on our journey of art history, museums, some other humanity shit from our friends on the internet that we've bullied into coming to talk to us, and a lot of podcast nepotism. It's long my praxis with the serial numbers filed off, basically. Sars guys, it's Vibe Plagiarism. In this, our first preview episode, you're stuck with just the two of us as we try to fumble our way through laying out how this chaos should, in theory, run. What kind of people we're inviting on, what kind of stuff we're talking about, where are we going on our imaginary holiday? Where are we going on our imaginary
0: holiday this week? I, personally, I don't know about you, I don't know about anybody else, I'm sick of being stuck. On this goddamn plague island and I want to be somewhere fun eating
1: food I didn't cook myself. Well obviously because we have somewhat misguidedly named our podcast lads on Grand Tour, we thought the first step would to go on an actual Grand Tour. So where are we going? We're going to Rome! And like any
0: self-respecting Enlightenment era young gentleman, we're going to drink, eat pasta, and
1: leer at statues in La Citta Eterna. And like any self-respecting millenni- millennials, you'll realize that that is, of course, a Lizzie Maguire movie reference. <laughs> right? If people were expecting sophisticated Roman holiday, La Dolce Vita stuff, uh, they're
0: listening to the wrong podcast. We're more, um, what are we? We're angels and demons, John Wick to Sabrina the Teenage Witch Goes to Rome kind of people. Soz. Hey, now, hey,
1: now. This is what dreams are made of. <laughs> what's on our agenda when we go to Rome, and what, more importantly, how much cheese am I going to eat? You're going to eat as much cheese as you
0: want, because you will need the sustenance. But, you know, cheese isn't, I mean, cheese is for breakfast, I was gonna say, I was gonna say cheese isn't for breakfast, and, Jesus Christ, we'd have to cancel the podcast right there, because cheese is a breakfast food if you <laughs> tried hard enough. But really, I like to start my day with an ill-advised amount of caffeine, Uh, Ideally, at my favorite cafe, Sant'Eustachio in Cafe. sort of like halfway between the Pantheon and Piazza Navona because I'm a pretentious, horrible person. um, And I like to sit at pretentious little cafes that have their own little gift shops. Um, Is it, I mean, is it really worth seven to nine euro to sit at a wobbly little table and watch Italian business people rushing by? Um, while drinking my espresso and being ignored by a very beautiful but very rude waiter? Yes, absolutely. Uh, This is the perfect start to my day, and I wish it's what I was doing every day um, all the way through my entire life. But where do we go from there? I mean, even even I
1: can't drink espresso all day long. Where are we going next? Maybe a museum? Well, I don't know if this will get me cancelled as a classicist, but I've never actually been to Rome, so (gasps) it's up to you, where are we going? Be my Paolo, show me the sights on the back of your moped. I think we both know that if I put
0: us on a moped, we would die immediately, probably comically, and we would be a meme, uh, and this would be the world's shortest podcast um, if we don't get cancelled for some of the horrible things we're probably going to say. We're going to take the dang bus. And I think we're going to go to the Capitoline Museums, one of my absolute top museums in the whole world, and uh, definitely not a place where I have touched a whole bunch of stuff when no one was looking. Um, I mean, don't don't touch the art. I've never I've never touched the art. Um, It's bad. It's bad, kids. Don't
1: don't touch the art Um, ever. The official stance of Lads on Grand Tour, please do not touch the art. Please do not touch the art.
0: Do as I say, not as I definitely haven't done. Ever. Wink, wink,
1: nudge, nudge.
0: Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If we were My Praxis, here we would insert a clip of MC Hammer's classic,
1: Can't Touch This, art. In the interest of maybe being remotely professional, <coughs> pretending to be an academic podcast, uh, we can talk about the Capitoline Museum. It's one of the oldest in museums, public museums in Europe. Opened to the public in 1734 and it was started by Pope Clement XII. The buildings are built around a piazza designed by Michelangelo, you know, that old smelly bastard, ceiling painter, and man who did not know what a boob should look like if his statues are anything to go find. <laughs> <laughs> Highlights at the Capitoline include the Spinario, one of the few ancient works of sculpture that ever went out of sight in Rome, and my favourite one to take the piss out of. The big head of Constantine the Great. And some of his colossal body, including a kneecap, a really big foot. I've touched and... that. No, I haven't. <laughs> Everyone's touched the big foot. You just want to, you just just give the toe a little tickle.
0: Isn't there like a fusily drawing of him
1: crying yes, right. on, crying at how sad he is about the big foot? I mean, we're yes. all sad about the big foot. And also she... a nice big hand that you can also take a great photo in front of
0: yeah I mean I guess if you're a foot fetishist you're probably not sad about the giant feet because they're just they're I mean they're giant feet they're giant feet
1: and they're just one and we already have the sentence I mean if you're a foot fetishist great (laughs) great great content people know what they're signing up for this is this is we
0: are who we are and people know who we are and I feel like they would be surprised if we didn't have a sentence about a giant foot fetish, um, or you know Michelangelo's tennis ball titties.
1: Um, so come for the art history, stay for the content. Yes, my favorite at the Capital Line to talk about the hot daddy statues of just rivers, because what what when I think about a river, I think this should be a hot old man, and even better, a hot old man covered in tiny creepy babies like the nile
0: oh god the nile statue and the creepy babies The like 14 okay one birth control is a thing like learn <laughs> what it is you're not zeus keep it in your pants and two why are there so many creepy babies there are so many creepy babies in the capital line the last time i was there and i think in like 2019 in the before times I'm pretty sure they were following me around the museum like just everywhere I lo- and I've been to the Capitoline before and I don't think I've seen that many creepy babies just, ev- just everywhere you look really horrible deformed babies just like crawling <laughs> at you sort of like weeping angel victims
1: but that's right ch- a horror film of being attacked by a creepy baby statue
0: That's my, that's my literal nightmare. Like, even the ones that are supposed to be funny, like, um, the ones of little toddlers choking geese, which nobody can explain, as you do. I'm pretty sure it's probably supposed to be a gross sort of Roman joke about
1: masturbation. Like, I mean, it's the Romans. What else could it be? It's Um, the Romans. What are you going to make a joke about masturbation? Killing a goose. Yeah, just... Just one very large, chunky little baby just strangling <laughs> a goose
0: like you do. I just or you know, sitting on a duck. I yeah, who knows? Who knows? We love them, but we can't explain them. And no I mean nobody should ever make baby statues. All baby statues are inherently cursed. Even All baby statues are cursed. This is this is true. But I mean the the capitaline does also have the reason we're going there is not for the cursed babies. It's because it does actually have some of my absolute faves, um, including my number one favorite statue from antiquity, um, which is this absolutely gorgeous head of an Amazon, um, of a wounded Amazon, which I just, I wanted, I've never, I've genuinely never touched this one um, because their security cameras are positioned really well um, in that room. And just, it's, oh, it's so beautiful. I'll put a link in the description. It's just chef's kiss, uh, gif of guy sprinkling salt, Um, big heart eyes of a statue um it also has my mother's favorite cafe in rome um (laughs) bizarrely she's like obsessed with this cafe because we went once and sat out on the terrace like you do um
1: i mean if you're going to rome and you're not on a terrace like where why are you even there
0: why are you even in rome if you're not drinking cafe Freddo and an aperol spritz and like eating those weird like little crutchy nut things that they bring you um but she's decided that she's seen her dream if when she wins the lottery this is the house that she wants to buy in rome not the capitoline itself but she saw somebody on another terrace sort of like across (laughs) across rome and she's got just got her heart set on this like rooftop little villa overlooking the forum
1: next to the capitoline so samanas does not have our dream life living in rome on a terrace with a coffee right i mean this is just
0: if if we win the lottery when we win the lottery you're all invited to our little terre in rome which we are absolutely going to fill with weird contemporary sculpture um just because we can um, so if somebody wants to give us several million pounds so that we can live this fantasy and uh record on location that would just be you know greatly appreciated um the capital also has the dying gall which is it's very conveniently in the room of the dying gall just so you know what you're getting does what it says very inventive with their room names very inventive with their room names um but this one's fantastic because he's got this like massive 70s porno stash um and (laughs) just you know like you do when you're losing to the romans you've got to make sure that your mustache is groomed right um, to perfection facial
1: hair is the way you defeat the roman army i think
0: right they're all clean shaven the romans just no no it doesn't the, work
1: the real question here is how much have you touched in the room of the dying Gaul?
0: Uh,
1: you couldn't
0: PROVE THAT I'VE TOUCHED ANYTHING IN THE ROOM OF THE DYING GALL. I'VE NEVER TOUCHED THE
1: DYING GALL. Your eyes say no, but your head is saying yes. Shut up. Shut up. Real grand tourists got to touch stuff all the time. It's for research. You can't stop me. Oh, for the love of God, don't get us banned from the capital line before we've even got to go. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this podcast around, so help me God. Fine. Be that way. Anyway. And so we can sneak around not
0: touching stuff, scare quotes, uh, like the uh, sexy Capitoline Antinous slash Hermes. Like, honestly, no one can agree about this. It's this really beautiful, very sexy little young man. Um, But like the Capitoline call him Hermes and everyone else still calls it Antinous. Um, So like, come on, guys, get your story straight. Um, But then I feel like we've looked at a lot of statues at this point. I'm kind of get. how do you feel about sandwiches? Fancy sandwiches followed by gelato. I have, you know, we can go get some some gelato and eat it and judge other tourists who are not as grand as us,
1: perhaps. It's it's like it's works up an appetite staring at statues and wishing to touch them, but obviously not touching them in any way, shape or form.
0: No, definitely, We've, we would never ever condone touching a statue and then getting a sandwich and talking about how you've definitely not touched the statue. Um, but yeah, we could go to my favorite sandwich place. Um, it's called Panino Divino and the Panino is Divino. Uh,
1: and you can get as much cheese <laughs> I hate, as- I hate that joke so much. And I just, the Panino is Divino. I hate it. I hate <laughs> everything about it. <laughs> I don't care because I
0: love the sandwiches that much. I love them. It's literally the first thing I'm going to do when I can go to Rome again after the Panda Express has lifted. I am going straight to Panino Divino and to the la- the lady who runs it who clearly smokes like 10 packs a day and (laughs) calls me baby and I love her and I would die for her and for her sandwiches, which you can have as I promise, I promise she will
1: put as much cheese as you want on the sandwich. I promise you as soon as the paparazzi is finished, I will be there right next to you. Yes. We've got derailed because I've got, I've got a really pressing question for you. Okay. What's this really pressing question? In your opinion, what's the sexiest statue in Rome? Oh, shit, that's
0: hard. Um, I mean, probably because I'm a, I am a, at heart a grand tourist and my, my tastes in sculpture um, are sort of stuck in the 18th century. Um, I gotta say the Apollo Belvedere. Like you just, you can't go wrong with the Apollo Belvedere. Unless I guess maybe if you like beefcakes. Um, and, and then the ideal, good. I mean, we like, we like a beefcake. We like a, we like a beardy river god. We like a, we like a, you know, a sexy hunk of man meat. Um, so I guess then maybe the Belvedere Torso, which is, shout out, featured on my official podcasting mug, which I have just gotten from Hardy Dinsa, friend of the podcast, um, link in the description. Um, we did yeah. not ask him. We just saying it. Yeah, we're just, we're just informing him sort of after the fact that this is our official podcast mug. Um, and he's just going to kind of have to deal with it. So. I
1: mean, the 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 Belvedere also really, in for all intents and purposes, is the dream man. I mean, stacked. Yeah. No head. Yeah. No arms. No legs. No butt.
0: Yeah. Can't go wrong. Can't run away. Can't talk back. Uh, was the uh, you know the ideal male body is is what that is. Um, <laughs> this also might be why we're single, underemployed, and making podcasts. Um, about statues.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe our, this, maybe this has something to do with it. I mean, you say this like it's a bad thing and not like the entire vibe of our entire academic career. Yeah, fair enough. But also, I feel like I'm slightly worried that someone in the Vatican will find us talking r- ridiculously about this statue and say, please, dear God, never come here. I mean, if they do
0: that, we will just go Napoleon um, and steal all their stuff and put it up in a museum named after ourselves. Maybe, I don't know, I don't know, the Ladsium. <laughs> Nicole and Melissa's collection of shapely statue butts. Uh, I don't know. We've we've definitely threatened to steal enough stuff from enough other museums um that we could quite easily start our own. I mean the Jack the Ripper museums for sale in London. I'm pretty sure that we could fit some of our our ill-gotten goods. <laughs> we could definitely get the Apollo Belvedere through through Italian and British customs um, and put it up in the East End. I mean, we could do that. I hear can...
1: Ocean's Eleven coming on.
0: Hey, I think it's Ocean's Twelve that's actually set in Rome.
1: But we can we can, we can, we can, figure something out. We're smart. We've got friends. are smart. We watched the, the documentary about the Gardner heist. I know what I'm doing. We did. We did
0: watch the museum of the, the documentary about the Gardner heist. We could, we could pull this off. We watched Ocean's Eight. We can do anything we put our minds to. We just need to get a good, you know, gang of gals together Um put on our Nancy Sinatra, these boots are made for walking
1: um, and see where the night takes us. Girlboss art heist coming to you <laughs> 2022 when we're allowed to leave the house again. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we've fully come full circle because every single person that's listening to this is going to have expected us to make a Napoleon reference and we have. So really, I think we should give the people what they want. I think we, we should
0: get the people what they want. Gushing
1: about Napoleon as Mars the pizza maker at Amsley House, <sighs> also yes. known as our mutual statue boyfriend. We share custody. I mean,
0: how could I be so stupid and forget, you know, sexy nude Napoleon? Also known as stupid sexy dictator. Uh, tell the lovely people about our stupid sexy dictator statue boyfriend if you would be so kind, since, um, maybe... They've been living under a rock for the last year and haven't seen us objectifying a dead man's massive statue on Twitter.
1: Well, the stage, France. The subject, the short king himself, Napoleon Bonaparte, <laughs> and his sad, sexy art boyfriend, Antonio Canova. You know sad by the way um because he's the
0: only person in the world who didn't want to hang out in paris um eating fancy food and cake and living in a palace on someone else's dime for a few weeks um and also because he was very worried and this has set off a lot of shenanigans between the two of us and anybody who will sit still long enough to hear us talking about it um because he was very worried that napoleon and this is a real grown-up person scholar who has written this in an actual book published by a university press he was worried that Napoleon was determined to, I quote, possess him
1: body and soul, end quote. (laughs) Cough. Uh. You know, just, just bros being bros, just lads ladding about. Lads, lads. lads. Another body and soul. And I mean, I mean, come on, like Netflix, like, there's there's a series to be made here. Commission our sexy gay Napoleon drama, I beg of you. I mean, just imagine, imagine the costumes.
0: Imagine, imagine the feverish glances across crowded but silent rooms. Imagine, just imagine the meaningful brush of fingers on an important <laughs> document. I mean, it's got everything you could ask for! We've got a cast list ready for you, just
1: make us all very happy! Uh, sh- should, should I leave you for a moment? Do you need, do you need a rest? Like, no! A fit it's, the vapors? Fine, it's just a really
0: sexy statue. just a really, I mean, like, we cannot emphasize, we'll put it up. We cannot emphasize this enough. It's genuinely, and I say this, we're both, like, inveterate statue perverts. Like, just straight (laughs) up horny for statues, desperately unchill about marble and bronze boyfriends and girlfriends, which we have scattered across the four corners of the globe. Um, whether or not they know that they are our boyfriends and girlfriends, um, I mean, we should probably not talk so much about it because it's, it's creepy and weird. Um, and if statues could have restraining orders, they would. Um,
1: <laughs> but it really is like just a straight up sexy statue. And I mean, like, you're here, you're running a country, you've taken it over as a military dictator and you think, you know what? I'm going to spruce this place up. I'm going to add some things. And you think, what does this place need? Obviously, the answer is more me. Yeah, that sounds right. right. And I mean, this is the kind of energy that I think I want to go forward with most of my life of in any situation and think, you know what I need? I need an 11 foot tall statue of myself as a god, butt naked, with a big, juicy ass. I mean, yeah, as you do. I, I mean,
0: just, just the size of the ass. Just talk about Jacques and Le giant Peche. <laughs> and I mean, it's, he, Canova statues are, I mean, there's a line in one of these descriptions by one of his very sort of like bros being bros buddies that describes Canova working on, I think it's Paris. So like one of the, the other really sexy statues it's like it's not carved by dint of hammer and chisel, but by sweet kisses and caresses. <laughs> Only in Italian, so it sounds even hornier. Um, and this is what he does with Napoleon Bonaparte. It just. Uh, but then you sort of, you know, you Nicole, you're a, you're actually like a serious Napoleon scholar. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> don't laugh. You did a conference. Um, so. You know that our good buddy, Nude Polian, he lost the war with the English. So what would you even do with an 11-foot tall statue, naked beefcake statue, of your deposed enemy?
1: Well, you do, if you're old Welly, or Duke of Wellington if you're nasty. (laughs) (laughs) The perfectly logical thing. And you take your naked nemesis, and you put him in a staircase in the middle of your house. Think Harry Potter in a cupboard, but more indecent exposure. Nudie Polian and the Prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) No, 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 no. This is cancelled, sorry. No, we're not doing this anymore. I hate it. No, you love it. You love it. Anyway,
0: NPR podcasting voice, here is a not-at-all scripted and very elegant segue into a section we like to call Shagberry Kill from History.
1: I think it's uh, really important to note for all listeners that we were going to call this fuck Mary Kill, but in at least attempting to not be trolls, and at least one of our guests told us she didn't want to swear. So we do actually have one wholesome friend
0: um, left in the entire world, and we're not going to alienate her. So Nicole, this week I'm going to ask you shag Mary Kill Napoleon edition. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, you're so ready. You know, and so caveat. We know Napoleon sucked, we know he re-instituted, the, re-instituted slavery, um, he was not a nice person, he was not woke, he was not like, not hashtag cancel Napoleon, but like we are aware like, that he sucked mm-hmm. as a person, as a politician, um, but also we suck as people and are in fact garbage troll people. Um, so yeah, we are gonna do Shagberry Kill paintings of Napoleon um, because it's our podcast and we can, um, so, the, the, the three choices here for you are, um, Appiani's painting of Bonaparte as first consul at Milan in the very sexy uniform of the army of Italy, uh, of course, of course, of course, your second is, um, the gros portrait of Napoleon at Arcole Bridge, uh, and third, just to make this really difficult, it's your choice of the following versions of Jacques-Louis David's Napoleon Crossing the Alps. Nicole, oh,
1: no. shag Mary
0: kill from history.
1: No, no, no. Yes. Because yes. you've, you've got so many le- levels. You've got sexy hair blowing in the wind, Arcole, Rod Stewart reincarnated. You've got Horseman. He's dynamic. He's flying across the Alps is absolutely not how it actually looked in person. You've got power man in his sassy robes. Oh no, it's hard. It's think, really hard. I'm so sorry, but of course it's really hard. I think you marry Urkel, because okay. that man, is he's, he's powerful. He's commanding. He's got a full head of hair. I think you... Oh no, this is hard. Um, I think... This is gonna be controversial, I think. <gasps> I think you kill Crossing the Alps. <gasps> because
0: Nicole!
1: because that is that is bro masculinity. <gasps> you don't you just you don't need that Napoleon. You don't need to have that that because you think of that painting, and then you immediately see the one of him like sad on the donkey. Like <laughs> 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 that's actually how he probably looked crossing the Alps. Yeah. And then you marry in in Italy because. I mean he just looks I just love that painting he's like he's in control he knows what's happening yeah Yeah. I mean I mean oh basically Napoleon at Arcole is is the sexiest Napoleon uh, other than the statue obviously other than the statue which is even if he does look ever so slightly like Rod Stewart
0: I mean but Rod Stewart has been a multinational
1: sex symbol for and in in the immortal words of Rod Stewart if you want my body and you think I'm sexy? <laughs> I wish
0: that we had actual money to buy the rights to play that. Um, <laughs> but we have no money um, and can't buy the rights to play that. And we, as much as we're stealing My practices, vibes and everything, I'm not going to get out of kazoo and try to play if you want my body. We have you think no I'm kazoo budget. We have no kazoo budget. Um, I suppose I could try and learn it on the banjo um but I feel like that's going down a road that's a really I think that's a really dark road to go down this early in our project um I feel like that's a dark
1: road to go down in just in life the millennium I mixed mean, the banjo I mean I do own a banjo I do
0: I do own a banjo I brought it with me <laughs> from the United
1: States um just in case anyone was in under any impression that you were not the most American
0: Oh, I'm extremely American. I'm extremely American. Um, I don't pretend otherwise. It's horrible. Listen to me. I mean, listen to me talk and tell me that I'm not just, just horrible. I mean, I'm from California.
1: For God's sakes, it's the worst. <laughs> Good museums in there. Stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> at some point, somebody will say, oh, yes, I want to go to a museum that you used to work at, and I'll have to say... Ugh.
0: They I tell you, I mean, I hope that they never listen to this, um, and I don't understand how they, they might come across it anyway. Um, but I was once had, what I think, I, th- I think, I think this was very awkward flirting, where I was once asked in the storeroom of a museum, do you want to see the death mask of
1: Napoleon? <laughs> that would be the surefire way to flirt with me. Oh, like, it was. I feel like it was- like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, yes, let's get married.
0: Yeah, that um, I mean, that was pretty much my reaction. It was like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Do
0: you, I, 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 I do, I do want to see the death mask of Napoleon. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I would. I would like to see that. Thank you very much. Yeah, you wanna, you wanna take me upstairs to show me your death mask. <laughs> the euphemism <laughs> we never knew we needed. <laughs> I mean, at least it wasn't um, the the. I guess Napoleon's penis in a box, um, which is like a thing. It's like an urban
1: legend. Yeah, I feel like the, the the perfect way to end our first podcast is to leave people with the story that there is a man in New Jersey who believes he has Napoleon's penis. Just in a box? He's just, dick in a box? Casually, Just he's just got it. Yeah, dick in a box, like you do. <laughs> dick in a box. Yeah. Dictator in a box. Hey!
0: hey. Well, this has been the first sort of preview episode of Lads on Grand Tour. If you are, if you, you know, if this is the kind of shitposty academic shenanigans that you're into, stick around, take a second look, keep, you know, what, how did, how did they say it on the YouTube? Like, and subscribe. And if you could see me, I'd be pointing at my little info box down below my window and there'd be some kind of little flash animation while royalty free music played, uh, But it's not because this is a podcast and you can't see us, which is good because I have not brushed my hair today. So Nicole, is there anything you would like to say to our beloved family and friends and future audience members? Go touch statues. Don't touch statues. Yes, that's your NDR voice. The lesson that we'd like you to take away from our podcast this week is don't touch the statues. But if you must touch the statues, make sure there's not a goddamn security camera. This Has been lads on Grand Tour.